Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. All right, let's get it rolling. Valley sports fans, happy Tuesday to everybody. You are tuned in to the right place. For the next four hours, three hours and 58 minutes. Hi, who's, Vinny. Who's counting, though? Yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's basketball season. I see Ben Simmons trending. I see Pat Bev trending. Great. Hey, I just want everybody <laughs> to know, since you brought up basketball, Jamal Murray was healthy enough to Jam- play a basketball Jamal. game. Okay. And uh, the Nuggets lost. So there. <laughs> okay. I, w- I was going to say, if it if you see Ben Simmons, I I would never think it was basketball season. Wow. Yeah, he actually right. he well, actually played. He did. They had he a, was booed. They had a delay of the game uh, because he cracked the backboard with one of his uh, turnaround jumper attempts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he whiffed pretty but hard. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant were yeah. all on the court together. How about that, wow. right? Basketball season Amazing. is amazing. Yeah, we're getting up to that really good good confluence in the sports schedule. Baseball playoffs, NBA games, football games. It's good stuff. A little hockey action. Yeah, that too. <laughs> For the yeah. hockey fans okay. out there. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Even college basketball starting soon. Which is better than college football, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. This hey, you're talking to two people that. whose opinion that's yeah. been this for college right. football season has just been rough. Yeah. Except for my Pac-12 fantasy oh, team. Good. Oh, good. Five and oh. oh. Cruising. T-Mac. Yes. Five wow. and oh. Five and oh. Running away with the survivor pool. Running away with this Pac-12. Everything <laughs> Look, is good. Remember, Some remember, people are just predisposed to winning. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I'm yeah. saying. Certainly not you. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember, Vinny, oh, this sorry, year's like, Jarrett. this is the least prepared I've ever been for the Pac-12 draft. I, fa- I, I didn't read any magazines. Exactly. I finally found a strategy that works. Don't care. Kids, if you're listening, stop caring. Stop it will only pay everything. Off. Yeah, yes. right. There you go. Right. Being different. <laughs> that is good advice. Yeah. Okay. If you I care about that. something, you can only get hurt. All right. We do have a lot of ground. Yeah, that is true. Jared, start the show. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. Animal coming. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. That day off today for the Cardinals. They'll be back on the practice field tomorrow to begin prep for the Philadelphia Eagles, their week five opponent at State Farm Stadium, the last undefeated team in the NFL, the Eagles are, by the way. Cardinals did designate cornerback Antonio Hamilton, wide receiver Antoine Wesley, and quarterback Colt McCoy for return from injured reserve. That trio can begin practicing, and the Cardinals can act Activate any or all of them to the 53-man roster at any time during the next 21 days. So starting to get a little bit healthy with all due respect to Colt McCoy. 
two of those guys can actually help. Yeah. Ideally, Colt McCoy won't play this year, but Antonio Hamilton, Cliff Kingsbury said it again yesterday, was playing better than anybody at Mm -hmm. at that point of uh, camp when he had his accident. And Antoine Wesley adds a different element to that wide receiver room. So I I think Antonio Hamilton's the big the big story out of those three, but because you don't want Colt McCoy playing, that's number one. So, but it's good. Well, some people do. (laughs) I know they would be. Yeah, the the lunatic fringe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but but Antonio Hamilton, we'll see if if he can shore up this secondary, which is mm-hmm. you know well, wasn't an issue on Sunday. But no, it wasn't. Secondaries are never an issue when you're playing awful quarterbacks. That is true. That's not the case on Sunday. Uh, the Cardinals did not have the services of kicker Matt Prater at the end of Sunday's win over Carolina. Cliff Kingsbury said uh, Prater was sore with a hip injury, so reportedly the uh, team brought in four kickers for a workout on Monday, and some great names too. Rodrigo Blankenship was cut earlier this year by the Colts. Matt Amendola, who filled in for the injured Harrison Butker for Kansas City in weeks two and three. Jose Borregales and Jonathan Garlbay. I would expect one of them to be signed to the practice squad, held well, in reserve to yeah. see uh, you know if yeah. uh, Prater's health improves right. during the week. Uh, Debo Samuel had a 57-yard touchdown catch. The San Francisco 49ers defense forced two turnovers, including a pick six, sacked Matthew Stafford seven times, and held the Rams to 257 yards and three field goals wow. in a 24-9 win on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Seventh straight regular season win for the 49ers over the Rams. That was a statement game from the 49ers. I think they declared themselves now as the favorites in the NFC West. Everybody is 2-2. Two and two. Mm-hmm. A lot to be decided. But I think that game was a statement game. And, and the Rams and that offense, you think we've got concerns. Yeah. Yeah. That, Matthew Stafford hasn't been good. That their Rams long, longest play from scrimmage yeah. was 18 yeah. yards, Bick. Yeah. And that and that 49er, that 49er defense, that could be next level elite. I'm telling you, this Fred Warner guy they've got is just massively good. Yep. Uh, according to reports, the Pittsburgh Steelers are handing the starting quarterback position to rookie Kenny Pickett for Week 5. Starter Mitchell Trubisky was benched in Sunday's loss to the Jets. Pickett ran for two touchdowns but threw three interceptions in his NFL debut. He had a very strong strange debut. I think he was the first quarterback to ever run for two touchdowns in his first game. He threw 13 passes. None of them hit the ground. That's funny. Ten of them were complete and uh, three of them were intercepted. intercepted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was quite a stat line for him, wasn't it? It was. Miami Dolphins have already rolled out quarterback Tua Tungavailoa uh, for Sunday's Week 5 game against the Jets. Tungavailoa left uh, Thursday's loss to the Bengals with a concussion. Just five days removed from him leaving a game against Buffalo after appearing wobbly following a hit. Came back in the team called it a back injury, but the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant who saw Tungavailoa was fired following his Cincinnati concussion for making, quote, several mistakes in the evaluation. So the mm. Dolphins not taking any chances. I'm sure they probably yeah. feel within uh, behind closed doors, oh, he could play. <laughs> yeah. He was laughing at MacGruber. What? <laughs> yeah, right. That's I you know he's I, concussed. I laugh at MacGruber, too. Uh, <laughs> rookie Tommy Henry allowed just one run on three hits over six and a third innings. D-backs led the Brewers 4-1 heading into the bottom of the ninth. No problem, right? In what, keep- they win 4-1? In keeping 4-2. with a season-long theme, the D-backs bullpen, and this time the defense made it a problem. Hunter Renfro led off the ninth with a home run off Joe Mantiply. Two runs would then score on an error by yeah. first baseman Christian Walker, who, by the way, was only the second most uh, popular Christian Walker talked about on social media last night. Did you see all the stuff with Herschel Walker? Son? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that tied the game at four. Uh, D-backs would take a 5-4 lead in the 10th, but Brewers got two in the 10th, the winning run scoring on Renfro's RBI 
single. Brewers win it 5-4, second day in a row that the D-backs bullpen has been walked off. And I believe it was D-backs analyst Bob Brenly who on the telecast called the bullpen a season-long dumpster fire. <laughs> Game two of the series tonight, Zach Gallen making his final start of the year against le- lefty Eric Lauer. First pitch for 40. Pre-game coverage starting at 4 on ESPN 620 AM. No more possibility of being a spoiler for the D-backs either because the Phillies beat the Astros uh, 3-0, so they claim the last wild card spot ending their 11-year playoff drought, and the Brewers are eliminated. So uh, two days left. We know all 12 playoff teams. Yeah, I'll like that. Like, and like I said, these the, these regular seasons ending midweek, they're tough for me to conceptualize. They it really is weird. Are. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge still stuck on 61 home runs. The Yankee well, slugger went one for four with a single, but the Yankees did beat Texas 3-1. Just two games left to break the American League record yeah. for uh, most home this runs is, in the season. Uh, this is funny. At one point in time, I thought Aaron Judge was going to finish with about 67-68, and Albert Pujols was going to struggle to get to 700, and just the exact opposite has happened. Yeah, Pujols might just come back next year. Yeah. Go for 800. He's got, yeah, he's got like 14 home runs since the middle of August. He's Yeah, he's one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball. In the second half of the season. Hall of Famer Tony La Russa stepped down as manager of the Chicago White Sox because of health concerns that have kept him away from managing the team. Since August 30th, he is 78 years old today. Guided the Reds, uh, the White Sox to a seven, 173 and 149 record over two seasons, most of two seasons. Coyotes still looking for their first preseason win. They're in Vegas tonight to skate against the Golden Knights in a game that gets underway at 7. Their regular season gets underway next Thursday in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. And uh, Phoenix Mercury Center, Brittany Griner, who is serving a nine-year prison sentence for drug possession in Russia, will have her appeal heard on October 25th, according to the Associated Press. Oh, yeah. Griner, who's been held since February, was found guilty of smuggling and possession charges on August 4th. Uh, that's kind of the, I could tell in, in the tone of your voice, wow, she's going to have an appeal heard in Russia. That should go well, right? Isn't that kind of the pervasive thinking? Yes, that is the pervasive just, thinking. It's just all cosmetics? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whole thing stinks. Uh, there you go. There's your splash for a Tuesday, October 4th. Coming up next, Cardinals wake up on Tuesday morning, tied for first place in the NFC West. We'll get into some Cardinals news next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings. Live from the Akchin Community Studios, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. It's a month in, so you got enough sample size to know we probably got to do something different at this point, and so we'll uh, continue to, to tinker things with practice and, and how we start walkthroughs and practice and things of that nature, and then try to make sure that the first 10 or 15 plays have one that, that everybody are very confident in and, and can execute at a high level. It's Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Cardinals yesterday, um, tinkering with practice. They are four weeks in. The Cardinals are coming off a win in Carolina on Sunday to even their record at 2-2. Two and two. But the item at the top of the list of to-do is still figure out the starts of games, and they have not done that. So uh, now they're going into the bag a little bit to tinker with practice, Bick. Okay. 
Um, I'm not. I'm not against that. I would say no. this: there that just like the Vegas game, there's a hope in a and um, uh, you know, maybe a real opportunity that this football team has turned a corner. We're gonna find out if they can put together a full football game the way they put together a second half in Carolina, or if that was just a function of circumstances. Playing a bad football team, um, getting key breaks at key times, getting um, good matchups defensively. We're gonna find out because the Philadelphia Eagles come into Glendale. They are unbeaten. They are they're staking their claim as the best team in the NFC, which is something I didn't expect. I, I really thought they were going to be good because I like Jalen Hurts a great deal. But this is so they're coming in um, at a different level, and they're a big fast, athletic, physical team. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a handful for the Cardinals, but it's also an opportunity. It's an opportunity to get some much-needed credibility and legitimacy back in this organization. Yeah, one of the other things that we got to see Sunday in, in Carolina for the first time was the Cardinals actually playing with a lead. The only time they had led previously was you know, when, when Byron Murphy crossed the goal line in overtime and the game ended. Against the Raiders, so they got a chance to play with a lead, and you saw they looked like a much more comfortable football team, did they not? They looked like a different football yes. team. Yes. All right, we're up by three. I, it's now we can stick to what we want to do. We can oppose ourselves a little bit. Listen, the dinky, donkey, scaredy cat routine that we have seen in the first half of these games—that has got to stop. Mm-hmm. So they come out. They came out angry in the second half against Carolina. They came out angry in the second half against Vegas in both games, the defense turned a three and out on a team, a home team, that had the ball to start the second half. Do you know how good that is? And and how much that can impact the game? Well, you win the coin toss, you elect to defer, because you want the ball to start the second half. It's common logic in the NFL. You want the ability to react to the game by having the ball to start the second half. In both these road games the Cardinals have won, that defense has had a sack and a three and out to start that second half. Yes, and and to follow it up, you know, to start that second half by forcing that three and out. And that was after Carolina got mm-hmm. late points because the Cardinals' offense couldn't move the ball, and the defense got a little soft late in the second quarter and allowed that field goal. So that that was, yeah, you know, that was you know doubly impressive. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury did talk with Wolf and Luke yesterday in his weekly visit about playing with the lead, which has not happened a lot this year. Yeah, I thought we, we were able to stay on schedule. Uh, for the most part in the second half and, and not get off script and start forcing things and going two minute and getting out of, out of whack. And uh, like I said, it wasn't all, always pretty, but I thought the second half we did some good things offensively, stayed within ourselves. Kyler made some great plays with his legs, which 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 helped us, and, and um, we can build off that. By the way, not importantly, uh, what you said yesterday, your assessment was right. Cliff does sound under the weather. He does, yeah. yeah. It, listen, um, I, I don't think... I, I think sometimes Cliff just talks, and, and I don't think he's all that comfortable all the time talking to the media so I think things just come out of his mouth that may or may not be applicable or even true. Mm-hmm. The fact that they stayed within themselves in the second half I, I saw it just the opposite. I saw a football team that stayed consistent to running the football but took shots downfield. Uh, Hollywood Brown uh, drew a big P.I. penalty. Yes, There were things like that that have not been happening in the first halves of these games because again the play calling has been dinky donkey scaredy Stuff. I went back and I watched the game yesterday. So I watched every offensive snap for the Cardinals and I broke it down. And I, I had I'd said to you, it looks like the Cardinals very rarely 
throw the ball past the line to gain. For a first down right. or in a goal-to-go situation, past the goal line. Only 10 of Kyler Murray's 32 throws met that criteria on Sunday. But there was a difference mm-hmm. in the second half. Mm-hmm. Six of those throws, 60% of those throws that went past the sticks or past the goal line came in the second half. And he had a really good second half. Yeah. 10 of 12 for 117 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Now, it wasn't still the most explosive offense ever. But to me, to to go back to this whole subject of playing from behind or playing with the lead, Mm -hmm. they look very passive when they're behind, which goes against logic. You'd think there would be a little bit more in terms of aggression, field position aggression, throwing the ball down the field, taking some shots, taking what they want to try to get back into the game. It hasn't been that way. They that got flipped when they got the lead. They looked like a like like you said. They looked like a different football team offensively right. once they were up by three points. Yeah, and it's I think it's fair to say that that all these platitudes were bestowing on them. The Raiders are 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 much worse than I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be a good football team. They are not. I thought the Panthers were going to be competent. They are not. I thought Baker Mayfield was competent. He is not. So there's been some <laughs> there's been some stuff that has happened. In the Cardinals' favor, the fact that they're two and two has most Cardinal diehards giddy because it's not a record that matches up with the level of play that they put on the field this year. And what they've done against good teams, what they've done in those losses, has been particularly inept. And I think there there is and should be a recognition that this is a gift to be two and two right now and tied for first place in the division. That is a gift, mm-hmm. and let's hope they use it. Let's hope they spend it wisely. Yep, here was uh, Cliff Kingsbury on 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, I feel 2-2. Um, two and two. <laughs> Like, I, I think we, we talked about um, that was the whole mission going into this week, whatever it took, and it was not pretty, and, and we still haven't uh, hit our stride on offense. There's no doubt. You seem spurts, and I talked to the guys today. We have the talent, have the effort, but we haven't put it together, coaching or uh, playing yet, and so that's got to come soon, and and it needs to come this week if we're going to have a chance against these guys. But um, really proud of, of the fight we've shown, and I think that could pay dividends down the, down the road. But we have a lot of things we got to tighten up on offense. Yeah, two and two feels like two and two. I agree with you. I think the Cardinals should feel fortunate that they are two and two at this point with the way they've played in totality over these four games. Yeah. But you know, you got thirteen games left to to prove what you are as a football team, and I think we're going to find that out. I mean, once upon a time. When Kevin Cobb was the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, they started out 4-0. and And I remember everybody geeking oh, yeah. out over power rankings that. and all that. Uh-huh. And there was a feeling, eh, maybe they're not quite 4-0, and but this team could be a lot better. And I think they finished 5-11. and They won one year. game yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that was not, that was not good. So listen, I, I have, um, th- yes, there is hope. But there is also warning signs and there's also um, quality of competition to consider here. And so this you got to frame this weekend's game as an opportunity in a lot of different levels. I hope the football team does so and and reacts accordingly. And you know what? Not for nothing. Um, we talk about leadership of J.J. Watt. This football team is nine and one in game regular season games in which he starts. Or would that be all games? And would that's that would that would include the playoff game? They're nine and one. Well, yeah, because they lost week one. He right. didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the playoff game, too, so two losses. Okay, yeah. so that would be the regular but season. Still, I read it this morning. A, a yeah. very high winning percentage. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's that. 
Keep J.J. Watt healthy. Keep him on the field. <laughs> yeah. Keep that heart working. Yeah, exactly. Week five of Bick's Picks is underway. Text Pick to 620-620 to sign up and compete against Bick for your chance at the grand prize, a 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. Just text Pick to 620-620 to enter. Coming up next, hey, did you guys hear? The Suns lost an exhibition game to an Australian team. Is it enough to panic about? It is for some. We'll get Crikey. into all of it. <laughs> we'll get into all of it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, the reason we're bringing this up is because a lot of people seem to uh, be blasting on the Phoenix Suns because of that performance, and it's also fairly evident to some, Devin Booker included, that a lot of people are taking great joy in ripping on the Phoenix Suns. And this is kind of pre- a preview of what's ahead for this basketball team. And and I don't know how this reputation of theirs got to this point, but it's there. I do know how it got. Yeah, you know how. I do don't know they know Jay Crowder's not with the team right now? Well, there is that. I mean, it's right. It, 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 it. It, it's it's all the the fan it's, bases yeah. and the, that are were jealous of the Suns doing so well when they were doing so well and waiting for them to fail and then they did fail and now they're yeah so no, watching them dance yeah. you know during pregame dan- you yeah. know workout after mm-hmm. games yeah, in, the, the in the tunnel look, and again that, we're not condemning we're not condemning any of that stuff we love that stuff so we love not, it and so, yeah, but, but it was we, really fun when they were doing right. well but, but, but we are but it annoyed but we are people. acknowledging it hits other people differently yes. than it does us and I, when you win you can tell people shut up yeah but they didn't win yeah, exactly, at the end at the end Jared, of it they didn't win we're making sense today Jared. I did not love the working out in the tunnel after the game. That was bad. I thought that was a bad. That was everything that, else. I'm okay that with. That was way that. Yeah, that was. But you're, you're just asking to be ridiculed when you do that. Hatred is currency in the NBA. When this many people go out of their way to hate you, you've arrived. It's it 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 sounds unhealthy, and some people aren't aren't equipped to deal with it. But you got to back it up. That's what Jared's saying, and he's right about that. That's this is why they're getting it in return now. It's all that stuff. Yes, it's, it's the Lucas special, the Devin Booker act in Game Five. It's the working out afterwards, which really, I mean, that was I, I don't know whose idea that was, but that somebody should have said stop, stop right or now, do it, but just turn hey. turn that cell phone off, turn that yeah. off, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> it doesn't help that the Kardashians are now involved tangentially. That is, there's there's probably some of that as well. But that involves like twenty-eight of the teams in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, that's not there. Not for goodness' sake, so. I was told by one of the guys who I loosely refer to as sources in the NBA, and I told I shared this with Vinny. Somebody told me, "Do not be surprised at how many people want to come to be part of the Phoenix Suns because they want to get into that Kardashian circle of which Devin Booker is now a part of." I listen. I don't get it, but. It's just something that was said to yeah. me. But um, going back to Sunday night, though, let me ask you the yeah. question. Where is your concern level over what you saw? I, there, it, there is a concern level, but again, it's I, I would be I, I, I've really got to restrain myself here because this is it, it's it's against everything I believe in exhibition. Anything does not matter. I, I think I think my concerns with the Phoenix Suns, I did not need to see a 30 point underdog almost blow the Suns off the gym. To, to feel actual concerns about the state of this roster. Yeah. I mean, the good news is they're not going to play Adelaide again for the rest of the year. <laughs> 
but it, I, I agree uh, with you. There's a little bit of concern, and we'll get into the reasons for that concern in a second. But people, oh, you got run out. You got run out of the gym by the Adelaide 36ers. It was one of those nights. Yeah, they were and, men at work, Vinny. That's what they were. They were men at work. But this is what they were. They were working. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Well, I saw Sarah dancing to that song on the rejoins. And after the game, yeah. they just smiled and gave you a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> basketball is different from football because you can get these games. We see it in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. where the lesser team beats the better team. And we saw a shooting anomaly. That again, not to pick on Craig Randall the second, you know, coming back to the town where you played your high school basketball and doing that against the pro team. Unbelievable. He yeah. was a 29% three-point shooter in college. Right. And he shot 21% from three-point range in the G League last year. Yeah. That was a guy getting hot and it got right. contagious. Yeah. But going back to the reasons for concern, seeing the second unit struggle to get into anything offensively other than basically campaign playing one on five and getting to the rim, which mm-hmm. he can do, but mm-hmm. is that sustainable? It's not an offense, yeah. When you take Cam Johnson off your bench and put him into your starting lineup, the most proven scorer in that second unit is now gone. And I'm not saying it's going to look like that every single night for the Suns, and roles will develop and comfort, you know, comfort will take over. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's a concern. There has to be a move coming, right? I mean, there has... Well, I mean, the Jay Crowder move uh, right. is coming, and that's going to get you something. But, I mean, there's got to be a Kemba Walker showing up at some point, right? I mean, and please don't, I don't want to see Carmelo Anthony in a Phoenix uniform. I really don't. Oh, I know. That's something that would make me just my, I don't want to see that. But isn't there, doesn't there has to have to be something this coming? Is, this is what we said with the Cardinals the whole offseason. Well, they lost Chandler Jones. Surely something has to come to replace him. Yeah, right. Well, if they're if they're losing their top bench scorer... And they're not replacing him with Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder wants to leave. Listen, something has to come to replace Cam Johnson, right? Yeah, listen, after making the NBA Finals and and losing a 2 nothing, I almost said blowing, losing a 2 nothing lead in the NBA Finals, immediately James Jones goes out and gets JaVale McGee and Landry Shamit. There was big, big aggression to get over the top. This is not what we've seen this year. Now, listen, and you and I have talked about this privately. We don't, you don't know what the financial ramifications are of a basketball team currently being for sale, yeah. and, wh- and what that means to outgoing expenditures. Brian Windhorst reported on ESPN a couple of weeks ago that the Suns were being very active, even in the light of Robert Sarver announcing that he was going to sell the team, but being active about possible moves and making actual moves are two different things, and nothing has transpired yet. To your question earlier, yeah, there's something coming. I don't know what it is. I yeah. don't know if it's a street-free agent at this point. It, you know, Is it a Jay Crowder deal? I think that situation can drag for a while. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. But if you look you know, into the Suns roster, not to pick on a guy after one exhibition game, but what we saw last year, Landry Shamit has to be the guy who's the steadying force and the offensive threat on the second unit. Yeah, he's Sun's got, Twitter has turned on him. I he's got the ability. Oh, he's got the ability ever. to do it, uh-huh. but he just kind of looks out of sorts. They cannot rely on campaign to be that 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 no, scoring threat. That. Yes. 
Um, so I, I so I think there's that. I think there's actual issues that I have with the, with the makeup of this basketball team. It really feels like they, they're they're holding out for something. But the other story again is is the perception and the glee other people have with that particular outcome. And it's got to the point where Devin Booker posted something on Instagram, which was a popular meme of LeBron James after the NBA Finals in 011, I want to say, where where somebody asked him – why why do people hate you so much basically why do people take so much joy in your failure and that's what devin booker's skitting at that a lot of people because he's done this a couple times now this offseason yeah noticing all the hate surrounding the phoenix suns i mean i, I feel like he has the mentality that, that can fuel him though because well, he, he's much more kobe than he is lebron yeah i agree with that and i feel and I also, kobe was a lifelong yeah. you know hated by I everybody thought he had the mentality to go and dominate a game six mm, or a game a seven he did, and and maybe that's part of the progression. But it, you know, if we we want to list the reasons why people outside of Phoenix, Arizona, hate Devin Booker, and there's a long list. Yeah, and he does a list uh, a list he should be proud of. But yeah, he's a first team All NBA player, top four MVP finisher, has you know been on the best regular season team in basketball the last two years. Yeah, he's dating one of the most popular, beautiful women in the world. He makes thirty five million dollars a year. <laughs> Soon to be much more than Soon that. Soon to be much more than that. Yeah, scored seven and points in, against in, Boston. In that video that he posted from LeBron James, LeBron talks about, hey, those people that hate me, they're going to wake up tomorrow and they're still going to have all the same personal problems that they had today. Yeah. And it's true. They're going to be fine. Okay. Is fine good enough to win a championship? Oh, yeah. No, listen. No. Yeah, listen. I, I do think Devin Booker vibes on that stuff, but it's it's coming. It's it's coming. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Week four is in the books in the NFL, and a team in the NFC West, despite having the same record as everyone else, made a huge statement last night. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. Throws it. It's caught by Debo Samuel. Breaks a tackle. 40. Debo 35-30. 25-20. Breaks another tackle. 15-10-5. Touchdown! San Francisco! Debo Samuel. The man is a menace. He is indeed. Takes a short pass there on a slant, 57 yards to the house. That was one of the big plays for San Francisco in a game that really was uh, highlighted and defined by big plays. 32-yard touchdown run by Jeff Wilson. They got a pick six from Hufanga, 52 yards. They beat the Rams last night on Monday Night Football, 24-9. They continue to have their number regular season. The only blip on that, that run of success was last year's NFC Championship game that the Rams won on their way to a Super Bowl title, but um, I agree with you. You look at the standings, and if, if you haven't watched much football and you're just looking at standings, mm-hmm. and you see everybody two and two, 
I think there's a clear separation. I think San Francisco, despite the fact that they've lost to two very mediocre teams in low-scoring games yeah. in Chicago and Denver, mm-hmm. they've beaten two uh, NFC West opponents, and I don't think the West is all it's cracked up to be or w- was cracked up to be. But I think clearly they're the best team with the, with the highest yeah. upside at this point of the season. I think last night was a declaration that they consider themselves and probably for the moment should be considered the favorites to win the division. I think... Um, their handling of the Rams last night was just, it was just so on brand. That's seven consecutive regular season victories over the Rams. Mm-hmm. And their playoff game last year when the 49ers um, had much less quarterback based on conventional wisdom, they almost beat them then as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very, very real that I, that it's, and I told you that I found a perverse joy in just watching the way the 49ers just it took no gave no quarter to the Rams on any level. Watching Brandon Au just keep sparring with Jalen Ramsey was it, it, it in a weird way for a moment. I was actually digging it to yeah. see the Rams getting punked like it's that. It's weird to see the Rams in back to back weeks because you know for them being in Glendale and just handling the Cardinals yeah. and then following it up, you know, a, a team, obviously the Rams have their number, and then to follow it up with a team that has their number, yeah. it was it was a weird juxtaposition. Oh. But we both came out of that Rams-Cardinals game saying the same thing about the Rams. Look, the Cardinals have issues. The Rams do too, and they still have issues. They don't have any verticality in their offense either. Uh, their run game has not been productive. They, again, did not have a play longer than 18 yards from scrimmage. Incredible. They refused to use Allen Robinson. Uh, which is, I, I've just, I've been blown away at how little impact that guy has had on that football team. He was long considered one of the most underrated receivers in football, just languishing in Chicago. But he's also okay. a guy that has had big numbers on bad teams. Yeah. This is that's true. That's very true. He might not be a winning player, but last night that 49ers pass rush, Matthew Stafford was sacked 7 times. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get a second to breathe. Nick Bosa had 14 pressures by himself. Those are Aaron Donald numbers. Yes. That's what Aaron Donald did against the that's, Cardinals last that's year. That's exactly right. Well, that's the heart of the problem for the Rams. That offensive line is yeah, awful. Yep, that's true. And it, there's no there's not a lot of help coming. Even when they're healthy, they're not that great. Yeah, and the Rams... I wonder if they'll coax yeah. like 49-year-old Andrew Whitworth out of retirement. Could use something. I mean, you watch that game, and just the way that the 49ers push for every yard after catch, especially against the Rams, there was a there was a legitimate, very legitimate hate on the field last night, and I was there for it. I, oh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, was fun uh, to watch. Yeah, it was. Here was uh, Cooper Cup after the game. Oh, no, it was fixable. I mean, we... <laughs> Look at the film, and you know that it's obviously these kind of games hurt. It's a, you know, it's a gut punch. You kind of off that field and don't accomplish what you have worked so hard to accomplish. Um, but um, you watch the film, and you know, in, in some ways, you're encouraged, and you just say, "Hey, look, this is all stuff that we have answers for. It's just doing it better." There seems to be, uh, and I think it exists still to a degree, this feeling like, "Okay, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to end up in in Los Angeles with the Rams again." He was key to their Super Bowl run. He hurt his knee in the Super Bowl. He's getting ready to come back. Mm-hmm. They kept his locker, his nameplate on his locker. That's how sure they were that he was coming back. Then there's news today 
Odell Beckham Jr. is visiting the Giants, who have all kinds of wide receiver issues, too. Wow. Their big money wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, hasn't had a catch in a few weeks. That's kind of a problem. I don't know if it's Odell Beckham Jr. just taking taking tours and being wined and dined, or if he's really going to go back to the Giants, because I think that would be a blow to the Rams. I think they thought... Hey, we're going to get this guy back at some point, and he really meshed well in our offense. But if that doesn't happen, where's the help coming from? The Rams all last year were known for th- for throwing big plays into this great structured offense of Sean McVay. That mm-hmm. was the beauty. That's why they went out and got Matthew Stafford. They've got they had zero plays of twenty or more yards last night. They've only got ten of those all season long. Only the Giants have fewer ten plus yards. But the Cardinals have more more twenty yard plays than that. Well, after. Well, I hold on. If it, it, it might yeah. be more, but not much more. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. Uh, like when you look at two of the quarterback situations in the NFC West, the the Rams, quote unquote, upgrade, and, and it worked out mm-hmm. last year. Stafford goes there; they win a Super Bowl. Jared Goff is playing far better for the Lions than Matthew Stafford is for the Rams right now. It's that's a fact. And then in Seattle, they let Russ they trade Russell Wilson to to Denver. He's struggling there. Geno Smith has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league through four weeks, if you can so, believe that. So let's let's review how bright I happen to be. So <laughs> so how is how, how bright is he? How is my pick for Russell Wilson as AFC MVP working out for me? How is my pick for the Indianapolis Colts as the surprise power in the AFC working out for me? Uh, they have been surprising. <laughs> they have been. Yeah, yes, Just, they have been. I mean, yeah. it is surprising that Matt Ryan was able to age 15 years in one off season. You are an optimist, Dan. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, you, you. Okay, let me re- let me think of how to. I just took a couple of shots based on what I thought might happen. And you, I, whoa, you're a journalist. You're a man who looks for the best story, and you're and Russell Wilson going do, to Denver late true. in his career. I'm fantastical, and finally become you know coming the quarterback that Denver wanted forever would have been the would have been a really good story, and you were hoping that, and it just didn't. It work could out. be, yeah. Still, yeah they're, no, they're, listen, that's, I, they're I, not I, doing I, terrible. I'm guilty of that. I am guilty. Are they two of that. and two? There's 15 teams in the league that are two yeah. and two right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. There's a wide array of them. The Cardinals are one of them. Let's hear it for parody. So, listen, and here's the other weird thing, too, about last night. I did not know this, but the Cardinals are going to be done with all their games against the Seahawks and the Rams before they play the 49ers for the first time. Wow. That that is true. Which So I don't know whether that's good or bad. I guess that's good. I don't think you'd want the Cardinals offense in, in its state of weirdness right now facing well, that defense. Right. It's just a big we, old warm-up, right? It's yeah. weird, though. The, the ownership in, in the NFC West. I, I mean, the Rams own the Cardinals. The 49ers own the Rams. The mm-hmm. Cardinals play well against the 49ers. Yeah. Right. And the Seahawks are in there, too. Yeah. The Seahawks <laughs> play well in Glendale. The yeah. Cardinals play well, well in, in Seattle. Seattle. What a mess. It's all ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Coming up next, the Arizona Cardinals. Can they push over 500 with the Eagles coming to town? Lots of stuff to work on. We'll tell you what their head coach thinks needs to be worked on next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.